0: Welcome to Raffy's Roundup. I'm, of course, your host, Rafi. And this is the podcast where I talk about whatever it is I feel like talking about this week. Um, today is a very special day in Raffy history. Uh, first and foremost, this is the 29th episode, which means next up, if my math is correct, uh, we'll be hitting episode 30. Um, I think I'm changing a few things. Mainly just, like, the opening theme. I've been using the Good, Bad, and Ugly theme song <laughs> because I, I decided that this show had a Western theme <laughs> for some reason. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll use a different Western theme. I don't know. I'm sure that... Uh, there's, a, there's a cool Western-themed uh, Justice League Unlimited intro, so I might end up using that because I do like that. Um, <clears throat> what's also cool is that by the time we get to Raffy's Roundup, episode 30... Uh, I will be a transformed person, I'll be a completely different, I'll be married uh, by the time we do the next episode, so I guess I want to talk a little bit about that, Um, I'm trying to get this a little bit shorter today, Um, in a few hours I gotta go to work, and then tomorrow we're heading up to the venue to set up and everything, and then the the next day uh, is the wedding, so. Um, yeah, two days from now I'll be married, tomorrow there's a lot of setup still to do. Basically, like, this part of my life, like, the the podcast part, the tabletop part, the work part, like, a lot of parts of my life that I enjoy and I don't enjoy, um, are gonna go on pause for, uh, about a week or, a little bit over a week. So, basically the plan is we're gonna get married on Saturday, and then, uh, from that Saturday until, I think, Monday the 19th? Yeah. So, like, Maisie and I both took next week off from work. So we have, you know, the wedding weekend five days, and then that weekend after that, and we have that completely off. We're going to kind of do a a local honeymoon kind of thing. Um, we're going to just do local stuff. We're going to go to Boston. We're going to go to the beach. Um... Yeah, we've gotten a lot of suggestions from people too, which is nice. So, um, that's gonna be good. It's gonna be good to just hit the hard reset, and you know, by the time we get back to work on Monday, it might—I don't know—might might be nice. You know, <laughs> like I—I know work has been stressful for Macy, and I know work has been really up and down for me personally. Um, I'm so I'm kind of hoping that by the end of um, the honeymoon. I, I can kind of just like 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 having that time off will kind of slide that stress off my back and and maybe I'll come back into work um, refreshed you know like you know a, a vacation is something I've never had you know o- outside of like you know school obviously but like the vacation from work is not there's something I've never had um I think I've taken a weekend off but like that's about it so I'm really excited Um, and it's going to get, you know, busy and stuff. I'm not going to do any podcast stuff, obviously, for one thing, like, I'm not, sorry, for one thing, I'm not, like, addled by followers, (laughs) you know what I mean, like, if I, if I don't upload a podcast or anything for a week, I don't think there's going to be riots out in the streets, you know, um. And I don't know, it'll be, it'll be nice, and you know, by the time I do come back, they'll, there, there'll be like new stuff, like uh, Black Widow, um, that's kind of why I wanted to talk about Loki today as well, um, which, you know, we're gonna get to in a couple minutes, I want to talk about Loki episode 4 and 5, um, I don't know if I'm gonna be watching the finale, like episode 6 this week, because obviously it comes out this Wednesday, but this Wednesday, um, You know, I'll be on my honeymoon and just kind of distracted by enjoying life. Um, I might watch it, like, you know, because sometimes, you know, Macy and I go to sleep and she falls asleep before I do, and so I have a little bit of time to watch something um, extra. So maybe I will see it this weekend, but if I don't, I can wait till like, Monday or something. And then I'm kind of planning on the week after the uh, honeymoon to kind of just get, like, like, put out a full Loki review. Because I do want to do a traditional review of Loki. And then, obviously, I want to see Black Widow. I really want to see Black Widow in theaters, but I know it's coming to Disney Plus, so. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of divisive about that. I know, I think Bennett's going to see it on his own, so I might as well just see it on Disney Plus. Um, but who knows? I might talk to Max or Justin and see if they want to see it afterwards, after the that, you know. Honeymoon, that honeymoon stuff. Um, but yeah. Big big blowout for the for uh, for afterwards and that'll be fun. Uh, but I mostly want to talk about episode four and five now because, you know but you know, uh, like I have predictions and, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see if they're correct or not. But uh yeah, I think that's all of the setup stuff. I think we can get to talking about these episodes. So, just to quickly go over like my feelings on the first three. Obviously, this is a six-episode show on Disney Plus. Um, oh, I should say that. Like, uh, what is it? At the time of this recording, it's Thursday, um, <clears throat> Thursday the eighth. Yesterday, which was the seventh. See, I'm pretty good at math. Um, Monsters at Work came out on Disney Plus. The first two episodes of that show. It's a Monsters Inc. Uh, show on on Disney Plus, and like you can definitely tell, like it's formatted like a TV show, which is fine. Um, I'm really impressed that they got basically the entire voice cast from Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. back. Um, I'm really happy that in that show they kind of reference Monster University, which is really cool. Like I think it's cool that they use both. Um, Monsters, Inc. and Monsters, U. And, uh, I like the main character, who's basically Jonah from Superstore, even the same voice actor. Um, I like all the new side characters they introduce. It's a fun show. Um, I don't know if it has the same appeal as, like, Monsters, Inc. I don't know if that has to do with it being a a show and not a movie, or if it's just, like, if the show feels like it's targeted towards a younger demographic, because it is, it is a, you know, a kid's show. And Monsters, Inc. is a kid's movie, but it's, it's something that everyone can enjoy. So, I, I don't even know if the writing staff is the same as what they had on Monsters, Inc., but, you know, it it has some good humor, and it's fun, and I like the character designs a lot. So, that's my quick review of uh, Monsters at Work. But I brought, I brought that up because I was thinking about Disney Plus shows. <clears throat> I was trying to get to quickly talk about the Loki episodes leading up to this, so, Episode 1, Glorious Purpose. I love that episode. It's probably my favorite first episode of any of these Marvel shows on Disney+. Plus. Uh, episode 2, The Variant, it gets a little bit weird. I think Loki kind of warms up to his new position a little too quickly, but I still love the playoff between him and Mobius. Episode 2 is really good with, like, how it builds on Mobius and Loki's friendship. <clears throat> episode 3, Lamentus. This is the one I wasn't crazy about. This is the one we talked about last time, um you know, it it like it doesn't have Owen Wilson in it and that's kind of like more of a dip than I thought it was going to be. Um, I don't mind that Loki and Sylvie kind of grow into having a, a relationship of some sort. It's a little weird and like <laughs> it's funny because, you know, the next two episodes, the Nexus event and Journey into Mystery, really lean into the fact that Loki loves Sylvie which is his alternate self, who is a woman. And, like, the the showrunners are like, oh, no, we we didn't intend for it to be, like, a romantic thing. But you watch the show, and it's like, it really feels like a romantic... It really feels like there's, like, romantic tension here. (laughs) Um, Episode 3 is also weird, because, like, you only learn bits and pieces about Sylvie, and, I don't know, it just feels... Not like filler, but, like, it could have been trimmed down a little bit to include more stuff with Owen Wilson or to include more of Sylvie's past. Um, And, like, it'd be a different thing if in episode four or five we learn more about Sylvie's history because she is, like, the other... She's, like, one of the main characters of the show, you know? She's easily, like, the third main character or something. Um, So I, I just sort of assumed that four and five would have a little bit more of her backstory... But it doesn't, so Episode 3 kind of feels, like, pointless to me. Um, not entirely. There's still stuff I like about it. I don't want to make it seem like I absolutely hate the episode. I just think, um, you know, it is the midway point in the show, so I think it already has a bit of a dip anyway, just in terms of, like, pacing. But now we can talk about the episodes that uh, I haven't talked about before. Uh, episode 4, the next event, uh, uh, was it Loki and Sylvie are basically stranded on Lamentus 1, which is going to be destroyed. And in these, like, final moments of the planet, they share, like, a tender moment, and their love creates enough of a branch on the timeline that the TVA can find them. <clears throat> and this is weird, right? <laughs> like, uh, I don't... Mm, I don't get it. like I, Like, okay, from, like... A narrative, like, standpoint, it's like, oh, love breaks time itself, you know what I mean? Like, but I don't get it. Is it supposed to be that, uh, like, them feeling the way they feel about each other could start, could, could, like, lead into them having a baby or something? Like, I don't fucking know. Um, but, like, they could have done this anyway, and they chose to do it this way. It's, it's weird. But, uh, yeah, they both get captured. Loki is, you know, Mobius is, like, heartbroken because he thinks that Loki straight up left, like, intentionally. He doesn't believe anything Loki's saying, and so he puts Loki in a time loop where Sif is kicking him in the nuts over and over again. Which is like, God, I don't know what it is about the MCU, but they have a really weird way of including Sif into their projects. Like, other than Thor 1, I I I don't even remember if she's in, I don't think she's in Thor 2. I don't think she's in Thor 2. Maybe she is? I can't remember. I can click and find out. I might as well click and find out. But, like, you know, other than those two movies... Uh, okay, yeah, she is in the second one, briefly. Um, but, like, it's so weird, because, you know, other than Thor 1 and 2, she doesn't appear in 3. She's not really mentioned in, like, any Avengers movies, which is fine. Thor doesn't really talk about Asgard too much in those movies. But, like, she shows up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for an episode, (laughs) which is weird. And then, you know, she shows up in this, which is also weird. I don't know. Um, But then, like, what I do like about episode four is, like, the slow realization. Because Loki, like, before being thrown in that time loop, um, he tells Mobius that, like, oh, right, because the big revelation from episode three is that Sylvie finds out that All of the people that work for the TVA are variants taken from uh, other timelines, right? And their minds have been erased, and they work for the TVA. And that's really interesting, and I really like that detail. Because, for one thing, it implies Owen Wilson exists in the MCU proper. (laughs) But, like, it's also interesting to me because, like, that humanizes a lot of the TVA, Um Because otherwise they're just kind of, like, mindless drones that do whatever. But, like, I didn't really care. Because I didn't know if they were even human, you know, until that moment. But, like, you kind of sympathize with the entire organization at that point. Because it's like, oh, none of these people are really bad, bad. They're just, like, being basically hypnotized into doing this TVA stuff. And then the other thing, too, is that it makes Loki's assimilation into the TVA, like, more interesting... Because, obviously, Mobius wants to bring Loki in, like, from the get-go, because he wants to find Sylvie. But, like, you know, Renslayer is like, you know, I don't know about it. But, like, it's also like, okay, but... (laughs) Is Renslayer nervous about it because Loki is a Loki and Lokis are bad throughout the timeline? Or, does she go along with it because she knows how the process works? I mean, obviously, she doesn't know how the process works. But, maybe she's conditioned to know? Like, without even knowing that she knows the truth, she'll do things, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, like every, if everyone on the TVA is a variant, taken from a timeline, then it makes sense in terms of, like, how they process the variants, like, like with, what they do with Loki, like, they, they have him work for the TVA as, like, a consultant, basically, they give him a jacket and everything, And obviously, it's unusual from all their perspectives, because he's a Loki, and he's a variant, but, like, none of them know that they're variants. Like, it it builds kind of a bridge between what Loki is going through, and what everyone in the TBA is going through. So, like, Loki finds this out in Episode 3, and Episode 4, when Mobius is roasting him, not literally, (laughs) but when he's, you know, berating him, basically... Loki reveals that. He, he tells him everyone in the TVA is a variant. And they, they learn that from uh, one of the TVA agents that uh, Sylvie captured in episode, like, two. So, so after they put Loki in the time loop, Mobius talks to his boss, Renslayer, who, like, dude, at first, in episode one, I was like, oh, Renslayer, okay, whatever, she's here, she exists. I didn't expect her to be as Big of a part as she was in this show, and I didn't expect to like dislike her so much. Ah, uh, like she's a good villain in that, like, you dislike her, you know, and then and, and the show does a really good job at making you dislike her. Um, so, like, yeah, he what was it? Owen Wilson, you know, oh, uh, what was it Mobius does like a trick, like a Loki trick himself where he switches uh his tempad for Renslayer's Tempad and watches some old footage. And yeah, as it turned out, the TVA agent that Sylvie captured... And the reason Sylvie knows that, like, this TVA person used to be, like, a variant is because Sylvie's enchantment works by tapping into people's memories. And so she can basically look back and see, okay, this TVA agent before they worked with the TVA had a real life, you know? But basically... (laughs) It's it's so fucked up, dude, because this TVA agent is being interrogated, and she's like, I used to be a person, I wasn't part of the TVA, none of us, we're all, we're all just people, we were all taken, and then you see Renslayer in the footage, be like, okay, this is over, she shuts it down, and she claims that, uh, uh, that agent, quote unquote, died, but it's like, no, you guys killed her, (laughs) like, Renslayer ordered her dead, um. And you see that again in Episode 4, because after Mobius comes to this discovery, he breaks Loki out of the time loop, and he's like, we're gonna go save the world or some shit. And they leave. And then Renslayer's waiting there, gets both the Ten Bads back. Owen Wilson is like, you know, I really wish, you know, if I could go anywhere, I'd go to wherever you guys took me from. And then Renslayer's like, all right, get him, brood him, take him out, kill him. <laughs> I don't care if he and I are friends, fucking, take him out, get him out of (laughs) here, you know, um, (laughs) so, Mobius is destroyed, and it breaks my heart to see it, um, he gets pruned, where he, like, you know, turns into Power Ranger sparks, and then disappears, and that's rough, um, and obviously, it's like, okay, anyone, anyone who's gonna straight up say, oh, everyone's a variant, like, they're, they're, like, like, she is getting rid of, like, oh, man, I think I like it because it's, like, conspiratorial. And, like, you don't get the feeling that she believes it or doesn't believe it. She just doesn't want it heard throughout the TVA. Like, like this could very well be true, and I think she suspects that. But whether it's true or not, she's so obsessed with keeping order and keeping things the way they are that she will kill even people she is friends with in order to keep, like, control of the TVA. <laughs> So Owen Wilson gets rezzed, and then there's also a, a moment in, in episode four where we see what's her name, Agent B fifteen. Uh, she's the African American woman uh, agent who, heck, you know, kind of give Loki a hard time in episode two. Um, I think she's possessed by Sylvie for a minute, and she fights Loki. But um, <clears throat> excuse me. But again, another character who, when I first saw her, I was like, okay, she's here. She's just a character that exists, and you see here, you see her in several episodes. Episode four, it's like, oh, when Sylvie possessed her, B-15 saw some of her memories from before she was in the TVA. And so she is bought into this, too. And she, like, privately meets up with Sylvie. And Sylvie shows B-15 more of her memories. And, like, we don't see it. But B-15 is like, oh, man, I look happy in this memory. And so... B15 is like on Sylvia's side now, which is nice. Um and it's a really good turn of character because again, when we first saw B15, she was like this Loki variant sucks, all Loki variants suck, you know, order. But then as soon as like her memories are opened up, and I'm wondering if you know, I don't know what they're going to do with Renslayer, but it would be it would be fitting and I feel like Sylvie should have done this in episode 5. Um it would be cool if Sylvie unlocked some memories of Renslayer's. And then, like, because we, again, we don't know how much she knows. But, like, it would be interesting if, if Renslayer saw her memories before she was part of the TVA, you know, learned the truth and, like, fully understood that she used to be a person somewhere else and and now she's, like, a, a mindless drone for the TVA and she still chose the TVA. Like, she's that committed to this, like, illusion that's been built around her. You know, because it's the Loki show, and it's all about illusions. It's actually really smart and poetic, actually. Um, <laughs> you have to be really uh, deep to get it. So, so like, eventually, Bren Slayer gets both of them. She gets Loki, and she gets Sylvie, and she's like, Okay, you fuckers, keep, like, messing up this whole TV operation. So... I'm just going to take you right to the source. You guys want to see the timekeepers? I will take you to the timekeepers. And they go there. And Re- Renslayer's, you know, again, complete bitch. Because uh, Sylvie's like, hey, I don't remember... Like, I've been on the run for so long. I don't remember why you guys came after me. Like, wh- what did I do that strayed us from the sacred timeline? And this is something I've been wondering, too. Because, like, I, I think the... the- original indication was that because she was born a girl that she diverged from the Sacred Timeline, but, like, it's not like the TVA showed up. I mean, because we see in the beginning of, uh, was it episode four? Yeah. No. Yes. (laughs) In the beginning of episode four, they show us, uh, Sylvie as a child, like, playing with toys in Asgard. And she gets picked up by the TVA, and she escapes Renslayer, who was a beat cop back then, um, and she's been on the run ever since. But, like, if the deviation was, oh, Loki was born a girl when he was supposed to be born a boy, you'd think that they'd take her earlier than that, because she looked like, like, fem- like Sylvie looked like she might have been, like, six when they took her from Asgard. Um, and there had to have been moments before that where she was left alone, Like, I know Asgard is different than Earth, but, like, maybe when baby Sylvia is asleep in her crib and neither of her parents are there, that would be a good time to take her? Or can they not process her until she's, like like, a child, you know? Or, you know, I guess Renslayer knew that everyone that gets pruned gets sent to the end of time. Maybe they didn't want to send a baby to the end of time? I don't know what the logic is there. But that's what makes me think that her being a girl has nothing to do with it. But then again, I don't know what else Sylvie could have done to diverge. And the other thing, too, is that, like... <laughs> we know by episode, like, f- like end of four and in five... We know that there's an alligator Loki. <laughs> and we know that there's an African-American Loki. So, like... I mean, I shouldn't compare those things. I don't want to get cancelled. But, like... We know that if Loki is born an alligator... Like, I mean, I don't know, that could be bad too. But clearly it doesn't matter if he's born a black guy. Like, what the fuck? I don't... (laughs) The sacred timeline is so odd because, like, I don't know if it's sacred because everyone is made the way they're supposed to be. Or if even something minor, like the color of a Loki's skin or the gender of a Loki or if the Loki's an animal or not, like, is a problem, you know? it's confusing, but, uh, Renslayer doesn't even remember why they brought Sylvie in, and she kind of smiles at this, and it's like, you piece of shit, like, it's, oh, she sucks, I hate Renslayer, um, but it makes you wonder, like, does she say that because she legit doesn't remember, or is she saying that just to insult Sylvie and be like, oh, you're actually not as important as you think you are, I don't even remember why we arrested you, I just know that you're bad, like, it could be one or the other, but they're brought to the timekeepers who, as presented before, are just lizard people. One of them has like a weird floppy lizard mustache. <laughs> they're weird looking. Um, they're kind of Wizard of Oddish. Oz ish. Oddish, like the Pokemon. They're Wizard of Oddish. Like the Pokemon. Um, but they're weird looking. <laughs> and you know They made me laugh because it was very Doctor Who-ish. It was very Wizard of Oz, but it was also just like yeah, no, that's them. Like this whole time we thought, you know, really like it, it's almost like, you know, they talk about the timekeepers so much and you see like a little bit of like there's statues of them and cartoons with them in it and it's like you see them and they're just lizard people in robes and you're like, Oh You know, it's like it's like suddenly seeing you doesn't make you as intimidating as you've been this whole time. But they see them and the timekeepers are like, Yeah, you guys are you guys are in trouble. But then uh what is it? B fifteen shows up Freeze the Lokis, um, the Lokis beat the TVA guards, they beat up Renslayer, and then Sylvie cuts off the head of one of the, uh, timekeepers, and it's an android. <laughs> it's a robot. It's more Wizard of Oz than we thought. And it's like, what does this mean? Who built the robots? Who's really running the TVA? And, like, even Renslayer is surprised. Like, she even she didn't know... That the timekeepers were just, like, robots being run by someone else. Like, that's, like, a huge revelation. And Loki is like, I know it's a bad time to do this, but, uh, Sylvie, uh, I really, like, love you and stuff. But, uh, and then Loki gets pruned by Renslayer. And at that point I was like, oh, okay, I get, is the show about Sylvie now? Maybe Sylvie recruits another Loki who's, like, similar to that one and we just have a third Loki now? I don't know what's going (laughs) to happen. But he gets deleted, and Sylvie gets the drop on Renslayer, and is like, you're going to tell me everything. I really wish she killed her at that point, because Renslayer sucks. Um, But, whoa, huge twist, because we can't kill off Loki. Even when he's dead, we can't kill him off. Um, What we learn is that when people get pruned, they don't die or unexist. They get sent to the end of time. Like There is a set end to the universe, and Loki wakes up basically like... In New York, but it's like the ruins of New York. It's like a post-apocalyptic New York, and this is the place where the timekeepers send everything. And you'd think it'd be overpopulated with how much stuff they delete, but it turns out there's like a smoke dragon here. <laughs> um, uh, what is it called? A lot, Eliath. Uh, Eliath is like a smoke dragon snake, and it, it, it's this thing that destroys things at the end of time. Which, okay, like, this seems complicated. It seems like it would just be easier if the TV shot people and threw their bodies in a wood chipper. Like, I I don't know. Be less trouble, that's all I'm saying. So, Loki wakes up in the end of time, you know, in the ruins of New York, and he's surrounded by other Lokis. And this is where we get into Episode 5, which I like a lot. Episode 5 is definitely one of my favorites. Episode 4 is good, too. You learn a lot from it, but, again, we're talking about an episode back-to-back, back. so the, the next one is gonna be more exciting, obviously, because you learn more, but, uh, yeah, we learn about the end of time, which is what they call the void, um, but, yeah, Loki me- meets these other Lokis, there's boastful Loki, who is African-American, and he has, like, a fake Mjolnir, it's kind of funny, because you see it, and he's like, oh, man, this Loki can carry Mjolnir, and it's like, oh, it's, it looks homemade, and then later he's telling stories about how he beat Iron Man and Captain America, and then got the Infinity Stones, and it's like, oh, I get why he's called boastful Loki. It's because he lies and brags about stuff he didn't do. <laughs> um, so That's funny. Then um, you get, you get uh, again, Alligator Loki, who is an alligator with a Loki helmet. Uh, kid Loki throws him at people, which is fun. I love Alligator Loki. It's it's a Marvel thing, so there has to be a cute animal somewhere. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm slowly awaiting the Alligator Loki Funko Pop and the Alligator Loki Plushie, and uh, maybe I'll get those. But uh, I love it. I love that it's an alligator. (laughs) It's so weird. I mean, it is a deadly animal, like Loki, with a soft belly, just like Loki. Um, And there's a funny bit where, like, when they meet up with, because, you know, because Mobius was sent to the end of the timeline as well, when they meet up with Mobius, he's like, I don't remember arresting, like, an alligator Loki. In fact, that could just be an alligator who disguised themselves as Loki, but doing that to survive would be a very Loki thing to do, (laughs) which is, like, a weird mind puzzle that we get on alligator Loki. Um, And apparently, like... I mean, we'll, 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 break it down when we talk about the other ones, but, like, and then there's Kid Loki, who is a character in the Marvel comics, um, it's funny, because with Kid Loki, like, the, it's another step towards, like, you know, the Young Avengers thing, because Kid Loki in the comics was part of the Young Avengers, we already got Wiccan and Speed, we already got, um, Isaiah Bradley, um, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, so yeah, all roads point back to Young Avengers, <laughs> um, but we get Kid Loki, who aside from the Young Avengers stuff, um, is a pretty funny character in this. Seems um, like a chill dude. Like even the like, like like him being a kid is kind of like like an afterthought. He doesn't like he drinks like a juice box, but that's like the only kid thing that he does. Um, but he's cool. I like the the actor they got for Kid Loki, um, and then classic Loki is you know probably the standout variant here. He is, who's he played by, um, is it, like, Richard Grant, hold on, yeah, Richard E. Grant, um, and this is, he's classic Loki, which is what they call him in narration and stuff, um, and he's an older Loki who escaped Thanos and just kind of lived alone for a long time, and he's wearing the classic Loki costume, which is really cool, the horns and the green and yellow, he looks great, um, By the end of episode 5, he... Oh my god, he does such cool stuff. We'll get there when we get there. But, like, we don't necessarily... Like, they kind of explain what they do that gets them on the TVA's, like, spotlight. Like, for classic Loki, again, he ran away from Thanos. He just lived somewhere on a planet for a long time in solitude. Um, But then he decided that he missed Thor. And so he left his home to go, you know, meet with everyone. And that's where the TVA found him and took him, right? Um, With Kid Loki... <laughs> and it's funny, because Kid Loki's calling the shots and kind of bossing everyone around. And, and Loki's like, but he's, like, a child. Why are we listening to him? Why is he in charge? And Kid Loki is like, because I killed Thor. So, like, clearly this is a Loki who, early in his life, killed his brother. And that's what got him here. And probably what is going to, like, spur him to become a good guy in the future, because... Kid Loki has a line where he's like, and every time we try to change the TVA, or someone else gets in our way and and stops us and and tries to stem us out. And it's like, okay, so this is a kid Loki that probably regrets killing his brother, and that's going to be his, like, motivation for becoming a hero later. Like, that's kind of the take I got from it. Um, I don't know what boastful Loki did wrong to end up, you know, here. Um... I, I don't want to say it's because he's, he doesn't look like Tom Hiddleston, but, like, uh, it could be anything. Um, and then Alligator Loki... <laughs> Someone says Alligator Loki was caught by the TVA because he ate the wrong neighbor's cat. And it's like, okay, is that true? Like, what... Mm, it bothers me, because I don't know the actual context. Was Alligator Loki taken because he was born an alligator (laughs) or is everyone in his universe an alligator and if that's the case doesn't that diverge from the from the sacred timeline because in the sacred timeline nobody is an alligator (laughs) and it's also like loki can transform himself like who's to say loki can't transform into a woman is is that what it is 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 it that like the TV was like okay this loki was born a girl but we know he can shapeshift so maybe by the time he's 6 he'll turn into a boy and and everything'll go the way it's supposed to and then he doesn't and that's why they take her is it like oh loki can turn into an alligator whenever he wants he just like doesn't know he can do that but like when he's a kid he turns into an alligator and stays that way and that's why we had to arrest him like wh- I, I just want to know like it, it it's it's shitty it it would be shitty if the sacred timeline was like, no, Loki has to be a white guy. He can't be a girl, he can't be black, he can't be an alligator, which are the three genders. Um <laughs> he's gotta be a white dude. And sometimes he sometimes he's blue, but he has to be a white dude. Um it would be shitty if that was the thing. If Loki had to stay the like the way he's supposed to look in the MCU or whatever, but again it's like it would, uh, I hate to say it would make sense, but it would make sense, because it's like, yeah, sometimes it is as drastic as like, oh, Thanos didn't kill me, even though Thanos was supposed to kill me, or I wasn't supposed to kill Thor when we were kids, but I did, like, it could be as like as drastic as that, but for it to be as minor as like, oh no, you just don't look like Loki, like, that's so messed up, um, I don't know, to make heads or tails of it, to use another alligator allegory, haha, <laughs> I'm losing my mind, um, but yeah, these Loki show up, and they're like, welcome to the Void, um, come with us if you want to live, look out, there's a big smoke dragon from Lost, let's go, so, and like, what's really fun about episode five, it's called Journey into Mystery, another comic, uh, reference, what's nice about episode five, is that it's, like, uh, an easter egg episode, so all the YouTubers can make episodes about it, can make videos about it, um, there's a lot of, like, real-life references, like, there's, a there's a lot of stuff where it's, like, real-life mysteries appear in, like, the end of the timeline, um, there's, like, a UFO from, like, Roswell, there's, uh, like, a tank that was never put into production because it runs off nuclear energy, um, what else, there's a boat that went missing because, uh, I think it was in, like, the 40s or something, or the 50s. Like, there was a boat that was trying to use technology to turn invisible, and it just never showed up again. Like, this is a real-life thing. And in the Loki show, that boat just shows up at the end of time. Um, There's an arcade machine that people online argue if it existed or not. Um, There's, like, retired stuff, like Ecto Cooler, uh, the high-sea drink. Um, (laughs) There's a whole bunch of stuff. There's, like, uh... Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff like that. Like there's like like references to real life conspiracy theories and unsolved mysteries. Which is the thing the Loki show did in episode one when they had that bit about Loki being um uh oh, what's his name? I wrote it down too. Uh Wow, it's not it's not in the episode description. Okay, hold on. I, I really have to look at this, so. Are you kidding me? They don't talk about it at all. It, like, the, we talked about this when we talked about the first episode, but, uh, the idea that the unsolved mystery of the guy that hijacked a plane and, t- and ran off with a bunch of money and jumped out the, the plane window, or the plane door, and, and disappeared, that was Loki. Like, like they've they've done stuff in, like, episode one, but they haven't done a lot of, like, real-life conspiracy theories, real-life unsolved mysteries and in episode five, it's like, oh yeah, all the stuff that goes missing on Earth ends up at the end of time here. Um, which I thought was fun. And mixed in there are references to like actual Marvel stuff. You see you see Yellow Jacket's helmet, like giant sized at the end of time, and I love that because it can either be when Ant Man basically killed Yellow Jacket at the end of Ant-Man the movie, his head was sent here, which is kinda morbid. Or it's just like oh, there's another version of Yellow Jacket that went giant. It's The TVA removed him, and his helmet is here, um, which I love. Like that's and like because no one talks about Yellow Jacket anymore, um, so that's fun. You see uh, Ronan the Accuser's spaceship. You see a, a crashed helicarrier. What else? You see the Red Skull's rocket ship from the first Captain America movie. Um, what else? Uh, I'm sure there's other stuff that, like, I'm forgetting right now. But, like, the one that really gets me... (laughs) It really got me thinking. When, When the Lokis go into their underground base, you see Mjolnir in the ground. And I thought that was a bit much. I was like, Mjolnir, come on, that's a bit too on the nose, too obvious. But then in a jar next to Mjolnir is Frog Thor. And this is a real thing that happened in the comics. Loki turned Thor into a frog. And... You see him in this episode of Loki. Frog Thor is in a jar and he's trying to get out of the jar to reach Mjolnir which is in the, in the dirt because if he gets Mjolnir he can break out and go do superhero stuff, right? And like everyone's talking about it like oh how fun Frog Thor and everything. Maybe it's just my like sad, dark, sympathetic mind, but that's so fucked up. <laughs> it's so cuz I keep imagining like oh my god, yeah. That's a frog. It's a that's Thor frog. But that's Thor. That is the high Thor that we, you know, we know and love. He's a frog in a jar and he's trapped in dirt. And it's not even like he's behind a wall and Mjolnir's on the other side. No, he's in the dirt. He's surrounded by earth itself. And he's trying to break out of this glass and like dig through the dirt to reach Mjolnir and get away. And he can't. He can't break through the fucking glass. It's so sad. And I, I'm really hoping, and I don't, I doubt they're going to do this. I really hope by the end of episode 6, there's just a really quick shot. Maybe it's an after-credit thing, or maybe it's at the very end of the episode. I just really hope that the show ends with, like, a, a mound of dirt, like, exploding. And Frog Thor comes out with Mjolnir, and he's safe, and he's happy, and he gets to exist. Like, it would trauma... I don't know if I'd be able to sleep at night if this show ended... With Frog Thor never getting out of the dirt. <laughs> and it's just... Oh, that's so sad in my head. But I'm going to try to not think about that right now. Or I'll cry. <laughs> so, like... Meanwhile... Sylvie is trying to get answers from Renslayer. And Renslayer and Miss Minutes are basically just buying time. Uh-huh, it's a time show. It's a time travel show. And then, like... Other TVA agents show up. And Sylvie is like, okay... If Loki is at the end of time, then I'm going to the end of time. And she prunes herself, and Renslayer's like, well, good, I didn't want her here anyway. Though I'm still spe- skeptical about this whole thing. So is going on her own journey to find out what's happening. She actually has, uh, what is it, B-15 captured in a cell, and kind of interrogates her. And B-15 is like, you, you must be losing your mind. Like, B-15, it's funny, because B-15 is like, oh, you're only asking me this stuff because you know it's true and you're trying to find who's really behind the, the timekeepers, but you want to do it your own way, and you want to solve the problem your own way, because it's all about control for you, and I love that, because it's like, yeah, good, knock Renslayer down a peg. It is about control for her. She knows Loki and Sylvia are right. She knows that the timekeepers were, you know, an illusion now, and she probably suspects everyone there is a variant, like they keep saying they are. It's like Renslayer knows everything that the Lokis know, and she knows it's all true, but instead of helping them, she still thinks she can reign control of everything without changing the TVA. So she's gonna go about it her way without anyone's help. And I think that's like a commitment to her character. And again, really pushes her as a villain. It really like makes her a convincing bad guy for the show. And I'm all for it. So Sylvie self-prunes, which doesn't sound it sounds more inappropriate than it is. Um, and she goes to the end of time. She's chased by the big evil cloud, and she's rescued by Mobius, who's driving like a pizza truck. <laughs> um, and you know they trade apologies, so they're cool now. And and yay, Mobius is back! Hooray, he's not dead. Um, I do love all those memes that came out of characters waking up in Loki's position, and then who who they've played in other stuff is like they, like instead of it being Loki surrounded by the other Lokis, it's like. Uh, Owen Wilson surrounded by, like, um, his character from, like, I don't know, what's he been in? Shanghai Nights. (laughs) And uh, uh, Lightning McQueen is there. Like, stuff like that. And then there's one with Samuel L. Jackson. And he's, well, he's Nick Fury. But he's surrounded by, like, um, his character from Star Wars. And Frozone from The Incredibles. And his character from Pulp Fiction. Like, that's the right movie, right? God, I hope it's the right movie. I don't want to look like an idiot. I do that too much as it is, um, but anyway. So so everyone that matters is in the void now. They're all in the same place. Loki goes to like leave the bunker because he's decided that his variants are shitheads and uh, and uh, vote Loki is there or President Loki. So like, this is a bit you see in the trailers. You see it in the thumbnail for episode five. Um, there's another Loki, who's played by Tom Hiddleston, which is funny, because, like, we, (laughs) for a show all about Loki, Tom Hiddleston only plays two of these Lokis. There's the main one, and then there's President Loki, who in, like, image, he he is entirely ripped from a comic called Vote Loki, um, which I hear is a terrific book. He's got, like, a big Vote Loki pin on his lapel and stuff, but he shows up, and he's got this army of other variants. And like, it. it's interesting because some of them look like Lokis and some of them don't. So I think it's like a mixed bag. I think some of them are actually Loki variants who are just not as powerful as President Loki. And then other ones are just other variants who are not Lokis. Um, a lot of Lokis in the show, guys. It's almost like the show's named after him. But uh, I, I heard a lot of people were sort of disappointed because they thought President Loki... Was going to play a bigger part, or they thought that Loki himself was going to become president. Loki, um, I thought that too, to be honest. I thought, you know, based on the trailers and stuff, I thought, I thought the way the story is going to go was Loki does betray the TVA, and he sort of assembles all of these variants who have been cast out into an army, and then attacks the TVA, and that's where he get. And he like, like there's like a little time skip where. Loki holds an actual election, he becomes President Loki. Like, I really thought that President Loki was going to be the main Loki, or that the main Loki was going to become President Loki. Um, and that might just be, you know, some more Marvel misleading. Again, they're both Tom Hiddleston, so I think, so I think, I really think it was sort of planned from the beginning to trick people into thinking Loki was going to become President Loki. <sighs> so he shows up. It, it, it is kind of funny how this happens because President Loki shows up. And boastful Loki, which is the one with the fake Mjolnir, is like, that's right, I, I betrayed you, Kid Loki, and Classic Loki, and Alligator Loki. I betrayed all of you. And in return, President Loki will give me control of the army. And President Loki's like, oh, no, I lied to you. And he's like, what? You betrayed me. And then President Loki is like, ha, 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 now we're going to take over. And then one of the other, like, minion Lokis, not like a minion from Despicable Me, but like, you know... One of the goons... One of the Loki goons is like... I don't think so... Because I'm taking control... And President Loki's like... What? You're betraying me? <laughs> and it made me laugh... It reminded me of like... this episode of South Park... Where they do something like this... Where like... Uh, like... Some like... Agents... Go into Kyle's room... And commandeer his computer... And they're like... You're... You're out of here... We're... We're running the show now... And then like... Another organization... Like the FBI... Show up and they're like... Not anymore... You, Johnson, take away that computer. We're around the operation now. (laughs) He's like, what? No! And then another organization shows up, and it's like, actually, we work with the president, and he wants us on this. And he's like, what? No! Uh, The the rule of three is funny, but the rule of six has its place in the world of comedy. So, all these Lokis start fighting each other, which, again, is funny, because it's like, man... Most of these guys cannot trust each other. So, like, they're all fighting. Loki, Classic Loki, Alligator Loki, and Kid Loki. Get the ones we like. They get away, right? Um, and, uh, like, they, they meet up with Sylvie, and they meet up with uh, Mobius, and they get some fun interactions between all of them. Um, it's kind of neat seeing Owen Wilson, like, have dialogue with Old Loki and Kid Loki, because we already know... Mobius has spent a lot of time with a Loki, so, you know, see him, be, like, and, and he's, like, wilson has been, like, not a father figure, but he's definitely been, like, a good guide for Loki up until this point, so see him interact with a kid Loki is nice, I don't know, I like it, um, and we get more fucking weird romance, alternate dimension incest stuff with Loki and Sylvie. Uh, um, and basically, the, the the climax of the episode is that Owen Wilson is going back to the TVA to tell everyone about them being variants, and I, I I'm excited to see where that goes. And uh, what is it? Kid Loki and Alligator Loki and Classic Loki are gonna basically go back home and like not home home, but like they're gonna stay at the at the end of the void because they've made it their home. Um, and then. Loki and Sylvie are going to enchant, uh, Eliath, which is the, the smoke monster, the cloud monster, they're going to enchant it to see, you know, they think it's a guard dog and whoever's really running the TVA is hiding behind the smoke monster, right? And you get, like, this really cool scene, I think they use, like, the, the, what is it called, the Flight of the Valkyries, but, like, a different, like, orchestral version of it, because it's, like, a really cool theme and I like it a lot, um, but, oh, and Kid Loki gives, like, a flaming sword to Loki, which is fun. And Loki changes his clothes so that he has, like, a little, a little sword hassle. I don't know, the fact that Loki can just make blankets and make clothes is kind of weird. Sylvie is even like, man, I wish I could change my clothes. And I really expected him to give her a new outfit, but he doesn't. I don't know. It's a weird line to put in there. Um, so, Loki and Sylvie are gonna try to enchant, uh, the smoke monster, and, uh, classic Loki shows back up, and it's, oh, it's such a good, it's such a good moment, dude. Classic Loki uses his incredible illusion powers to recreate Asgard, which distracts Alioth, um, and I love it, too, because it's like, both of the other Lokis are like, oh, man, I didn't know we could do that, and Loki is like, I guess we're stronger than we know, It's really cool because again, it's classic Loki. It's Loki at like the end of his life. His illusions would be that powerful by then, you know. I mean, he made illusions, he made an illusion so convincing that it tricked Thanos in his timeline. So, you know, he's got to be good at what he's doing. So he creates this big illusion. And again, the show's all about illusions, guys. You know, we just gotta read into it a little bit. Um, It distracts Elioth, but as a result, Elioth gets his attention on classic Loki and. Elioth goes to kill classic Loki, and it's, it's, again, terrifically done with Richard E. Grant, because he's just laughing and screaming about glorious purpose, and then he dies, like, ugh, like, that is definitely a highlight for the entire show, that moment, um, and then by this point, Sylvie is like, okay, you have to help me enchant it, and Loki's like, I don't know how to enchant things, and Sylvie is like, yes, you do, it's, oh, sorry, I was mixing my drink, um, Sylvia's like, no, the power's inside you. And what's cool is, and I didn't notice this until I watched a YouTube video about it. Thank you, YouTube. Um, But what's really cool is that Loki is like, I don't know how to enchant people. Which is true for the most part, because in Avengers, he needed the mind gem to, like, hypnotize people, right? But in Thor Ragnarok, Loki is having a confrontation with Valkyrie. And he unlocks Valkyrie's memories about being a Valkyrie. Or at least brings them up. Like, he... You know, you can find the clip of it. Again, it's probably in a YouTube video somewhere. But, like, Loki puts his hand on Valkyrie's head. And it reminds her of her past as a Valkyrie of Asgard. Um, So even if he can't enchant people, he can still reach into their heads like that. So, But what's, what's cool is that, obviously, the Loki we're following in this show... Like, for him... Like, the events of Avengers was, like, a t- like few days ago. Like, two days ago, he was in New York fighting the Hulk, right? And now he's off doing this stuff. And the Loki in Thor Ragnarok is a Loki that... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm saying Loki so many times. The version of Loki in Thor Ragnarok is who he was supposed to become. But because it's a divergent timeline, he never becomes that guy. And assuming that he never learns or realizes he can do, like, mind-based magic like that. Regardless, <laughs> I think it's cool. Regardless, um, Loki and Sylvie are able to enchant Alioth, which causes Alioth to just fucking explode, <laughs> and open a gateway to a castle where the true villain of the show lies. It's probably Agatha again. <laughs> it was Agatha all along? Um, and that's basically episode five, dude, um, wow, <laughs> wow, you know, a lot of people were upset that Owen Wilson's not gonna say wow in this, but I, I don't mind, oh, I didn't, you don't realize how good an actor is, and then they do something like this, and it's like, like, it's like, wow, um, but yeah, Owen Wilson is, is great in the show, dude, I, sometimes I forget he can actually act, um. Yeah, that's episode 5, obviously episode 6 is the last episode, um, I have a couple predictions, I definitely think Kid Loki's gonna get away and be involved in the the Young Avengers stuff, but, you know, we already knew through, like, press releases and stuff that the Loki Disney Plus show was gonna have the biggest influence on the MCU, probably because by the end, there won't be a TVA anymore and the multiverse can run wild, which will lead into, like, stuff like What If and, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, um, in Spider-Verse, or whatever they call it, was it Spider-Man? No Way Home. So we're getting a multiverse from this show, which, you know, is definitely the biggest thing, which is cool. I like that, like, I like that the Loki show, a show about one of the earliest villains in the MCU, is so influential on the rest of the MCU. I think that's really cool, and I think it's gonna make this show a must-watch if you're, like, invested in the MCU, but you're not really invested in Scarlet Witch or Captain America, like, if you're, like, oh, no, I want to know what's happening with the universe more than what's happening with, like, some side characters, you know, um, Loki's the show to watch for that, but my biggest prediction is that, and again, everyone's saying this, and because it, it sounds obvious, it probably is going to be what it is, um, I think by the end, it's going to be Kang, <laughs> Kang the Conqueror, who's a time-traveling villain, but, I will say here. Here's my big call out, right? And I'll try not to spend too much time on this, because again, episode six is right around the corner, and I don't know, what could be right or wrong. And plus, everyone's saying this, but this is my version of it. So I think when Loki and Sylvie get to this castle that's outside of time or whatever, I think in the tower, like in the tower or whatever, the person behind the TVA is going to be this old man. And in the comics, like, this character, I'm thinking is going to be a mix of The One Who Remains and um, Immortus. The One Who Remains is, like, this old eternal figure who creates the TVA in the comics. Immortus is Kang the Conqueror at the end of his life. And it's kind of like, if Kang the Conqueror is obsessed with going to timelines and taking over timelines, Immortus is, like, a matured version of Kang, who is, like, I'm still a villain because I'm trying to, like, destroy time itself, but I'm doing it for, like, a greater good. He's, like, a more matured Kang. So, I think it's more likely to be Immortus, because that's, like, a a cool name, but, like, I think it's gonna be Immortus at the, in, in this tower, and the idea is gonna be, like, maybe Immortus, as we see him here, is the only version of Kang who is a good person, and every other version of Kang is a villain who wants to conquer their timeline. And in order to get rid of Kang, uh, what is it, Immortus had to create the TVA and cut out the multiverse, cut out all these timelines. Like, he had to be like, okay, specifically this timeline gets to exist, and then nothing else does. Because in this timeline, either Kang doesn't exist, or Kang never becomes a bad guy, right? So that's his plot. And it's like, the TVA exists so that Kang won't. And that could be, you know... Because in, uh, what do you call it? In the beginning of this show, Loki, you get, like, the little TVA, the TVA commercial It explains why they exist. That could all have actually happened, you know? And Immortus is just like, yeah, that's what happened. I stemmed out all the timelines to prevent this guy from existing. And then, I don't think it's going to be Loki or Sylvie that kills him. They'll probably have a problem with him, but I don't think they're going to straight up kill him. I think what's going to happen is... Renslayer is going to come to the same conclusion that Loki and the other Lokis came to. Renslayer and the TVA are going to show up to confront Amortis. And you're also going to have Owen Wilson and his own TVA people that believe him. Because I think in episode 6 you'll get like... And they do this in a lot of shows and movies. Owen Wilson's going to stand up on a desk and be like, Don't you all, all want to know where you really come from? Don't you all want to know what your life was before the TVA? Like, there's more out there for us, and we're all just here working, you know what I mean? Like, I think Owen Wilson's going to have a big speech, and he's going to rally the TVA guys to go confront Immortus as well, and they're all going to self-prune like it's a cult or something. So, I think the show's going to end with, like, not Loki or Sylvie destroying Immortus. I think the TVA agents are. I think they're going to be like, we are taking back our lives that you took from us, and they're going to fucking murder them. Um it might not even be Owen Wilson himself, it might just be, um, what's her name, B-15, or, you know, someone else, Casey, (laughs) the desk guy, um, or it might even be the agent that Sylvie originally, like, mind-controlled, or enchanted, and she's just been alive this whole time in the void, you know, but, uh, Yeah, that that would be cool, though, if she came back and was like, oh, yeah, I've been in the end of time this whole time, and I've been surviving, specifically for this moment. Stab, you know? Um, And I think that the way they're going to tie the whole knot with Loki and Sylvie is that now that they're free, they're going to stay here at the end of time. Because with Immortus gone, it's like time can probably continue. Like, this won't be the end of time anymore. Because the shadow monster won't exist anymore, so people can actually live here. And I think what they're going to do is... All the variants, including Loki and Sylvie and all the other Lokis... They're going to live at the end of time and build, like, a society. And I think that Loki... Between Loki, Sylvie, and Mobius... And kid Loki, I guess. Basically, they can all build a life for themselves here. Because, like, again, Loki is a Loki. So he can probably try to get along with the other Lokis in this end of timeline but more importantly, Loki is a time variant, just like everyone else, so, like, and again, you're gonna have a lot of variants who are, like, I don't want to live with the TVA people, they're the ones that sent me here, but then you have Owen Wilson being, like, yeah, but, like, they're variants, too, like, we're all the same people, man, wow, but, yeah, I think that's gonna be, like, like, where we leave this version of Loki, like, he gets to settle down with his girl self, um, I mean, I don't know. They might kill Sylvie off. But, like, he gets to settle down with his... His, his girl self and his old... Well, no, his old self is actually dead. Maybe his or something. No. Um, he gets to settle down with Owen Wilson and his girl self. And they get to build a society of variants at the end of time. I think that's what they're going to do there. I'm really hoping Thor breaks out of the ground. He doesn't even have to interact with anything. He just has to, like, be free. <laughs> um, I think that with the TVA gone... Some of the variants might just be like, "Oh, I don't want to live in this society. In fact, I want to live somewhere else." And so, like, they pass out Tempads. pads. And maybe they do this with Owen Wilson as well. Like, Owen Wilson is like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go somewhere." Bye, Loki. And he goes to like a beach somewhere and rides on a jet ski or something. You know, because that's his his character. Um, that might even be it. Like, they might even they might not even build a society. It might just be okay, everyone's free to do what they want, you all have 10 pads now, do whatever. And, like, while everyone else goes to live in different timelines, and just be people somewhere else, creating new multiverses, um, Loki and Sylvie just stay in one place and settle down. It It might be the end of time, or it might be some other time in the universe where they get to just be alone, um, and have time babies. But, uh, what else? I think Kid Loki and Alligator Loki are probably gonna go to the the MCU proper, so that we can, you know, move towards Young Avengers. And the biggest thing is that I think <laughs> with Amortis gone, and it, Amortis might not even explain the whole Kane the Conqueror thing, but I think the very end of the show is going to be with Amortis gone, Kane the Conqueror gets to just exist again. And he shows up to find Amortis's body in the castle or whatever, and he's like, oh, what a shame, my older self defeated by the very variants he created. And he, like, kicks the body off the throne and takes the throne. And, like, Renslayer is there. And by this point, Renslayer knows everything. She knows she's a variant. She knows the TVA is finished. But she is still so committed to Kang's mission of, like, managing and controlling the timeline and the multiverse. I think Renslayer is going to be like, no, I'm still on your side. Like, I'm still on the side of the, like, on the wrong side. Like, my commitment has... Not wavered, it's just changed where it lies. Like, just because the TVA doesn't exist, and just because Immortus doesn't exist, doesn't mean there isn't someone to work for. So I think a Renslayer is going to work for Kang, um, because in the comics, Renslayer and Kang are lovers. So, there's that. Also, I didn't get to mention, in episode 5, there's a bunch of references to Kang. There's, like, a pyramid and a sphinx, which relates back to another alternate identity of Kang, who is a pharaoh. (laughs) Um, Avengers Tower has a different name on it. It has, like, uh, Quang, which is another alternate identity of Kang. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it, it's not gonna be Kang. It's gonna be his older self, Immortus. And that'll be fun, too, because you can cast, like, an older act Because, like, we already know Kang is being cast, um, uh, Kang has been cast... Oh, that was the right fucking proper terminology here the main dude from Love Lovecraft Country has been cast as Kang for Ant-Man and Wasp: Quantumania, right? He's going to show up there, that'll be like the real debut of Kang, right? I think in this show, if we get Immortus, they can basically cast whatever older African-American actor they want, like Morgan Freeman or something, <laughs> or, uh, I don't know, is, is Donnie Glover still alive? Danny Glover? Is, is Danny Glover still alive? Um, yeah, they can get anybody, dude. <laughs> I don't care. There's a, there's a lot of, like, really great older black actors out there they can get for this role. I really hope it's Morgan Freeman. That'd be fucking awesome. Um, but, yeah, I think that's the direction we're going to go. And we're going to see how correct or wrong I am. And we're going to see what I think about Episode 6 as well as the rest of Loki uh, in, like, two weeks. <laughs> so look forward to that. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how accurate I was, but I don't know, but yeah, episode four and five, really good, I think they really make up for kind of the dip that was episode three, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's today's episode, I actually went for an hour, that's surprising, I, well, it's not really surprising, I have a, I found out recently that rambling runs in my family, and, like, it's not like my dad talks too much, but it turns out what my grandmother does, so, like, I don't know, I, I can't play myself anymore, so that's, uh, that's off my back. <sighs> yeah, Loki, good show, good episodes, yeah, but, uh, but by the time, you know, I get to talk to you guys again, I will be a married man, but, uh, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm excited, dude, it's my future, it's my life with Macy, um, I can't wait, I'm so excited, um, yeah, thank you all so much for listening to the podcast, and, you know, I hope that when I talk about my life, it's it's not something you skip over, or something you ignore. I get it. Me personally, you know, there are times where if I listen to a podcast, or, um, or, or a YouTube video or something, and people will talk about personal stuff, like, it, it, it's really dicey, you know? But I think being able to listen, and relate, and sympathize, you know, I think that human emotion is what makes any form of entertainment worth anything. You know, I think that's really what keeps people coming back both, you know, to podcasts, to Disney Plus shows, to conversations by themselves is that human element. So as always, I am super appreciative of your guys' support, and again... By the time you hear from me next, I will be married and refreshed and renewed. And it's all going to be really good new stuff. So, thanks again for listening. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And I'll catch you guys next time. Goodbye.